Hey guys, welcome to The Uncomfortable. My name is Janice Bakuza, and on here I'm going to be talking about uncomfortable situations and topics just to make them more comfortable for you and more understanding on a physical, mental, and spiritual level. So yeah, welcome to the first episode. We finally made it here. Uh, tell me why I recorded on, on a different platform and it cut me off in the 30 minute mark and I was so mad because I was doing so good and I thought you guys was gonna, like gonna love it, but now I gotta start all over. So I'm just repeating myself all over for the next 30 minutes, so bear with me. But if you're in my close circle, you know I've been wanting to start this podcast. It's been on my mind for a while and I've been just pulling it back. I've been lingering on and I realize it's because of myself and I realized I was going in a different approach than what I originally wanted to do. So people would tell me to start a podcast because I guess my words are encouraging and helpful and a long time ago I wanted to start a podcast. And I had the name picked out and everything, and I was so excited about it, and it was only a dream. I never actually took the steps to actually start a podcast because I was like, hmm, talking to myself for like an hour? How is that? (laughs) That seems kind of weird. But there was someone at work that would ask me uh, with good intentions, like, have you started the podcast yet? And I just remember, like, all these things going in my head and partial fear. And I also realized I wasn't doing this for the main reason I wanted to. So let me go over all of that. So when I wanted to start this podcast, I wanted to help people in any way, shape, or form. Um, I want to help people with toxic relationships. I want to help people with just life struggles. I want to help people with loss. I want to create a safe place where people can come and listen and get advice on topics that people normally don't bring up or enlighten people on things they don't really know that much about. And my head was so focused on helping people. But when I actually started to take the steps and the initiatives to start a podcast, I started comparing myself to other people. I started writing my notes, like, word for word, because I didn't want to say, um, I didn't want to stutter, I didn't want to say like, I was so scared that... I wasn't going to succeed and I was so honed in on focusing on how to succeed that I forgot the main reason why I wanted to do this podcast and this was mainly to help and I think overall we would have a great world if everyone just focused on the service they're giving to other people. So fun fact, I'm also in school to be a massage therapist and in that field, 
you get to meet so many people with so many different backgrounds and they feel when you are helping them with pain that they might experience or just relaxation it causes vulnerability and they can talk to you and understand you and at the end of the day I'm helping someone either relieve emotional pain or physical pain or both and I'm not in no means am I perfect I am far from it but we do a lot of self-growth um I realize even though I'm not perfect that I am still helping in a way and I started having to like hone my brain in of like oh even though like I'm trying to be all these other people this isn't who I am I'm not I mean I, I can I can be professional but that's at the end of the day that's not who I am I like when I was writing my notes word for word and trying to read it on the podcast and I listened back to it and I was like man I sound like a robot and who wants to listen to anyone that just sounds like a robot <laughs> so I realized I just need to do this for myself I need to do this for others I need to do this the way I would do this and not compare myself to others and realize I am my own person I am going to create what I want to create and it doesn't have to be like other people. So, something that was really holding me back was the fear part. And let me break that down. So, if you listen to Jay Shetty, um, he has a podcast with Lewis Holmes. And they talk all about this. I love Jay Shetty, by the way. <laughs> He's, like, the best. But on there, they were talking about three fears. The first one is judgment, the second is failure, and then the third is success. And I'm going to break down all three of these for you. So let's say you're going to the gym for the first time, you want to get in shape, your goal is to lose like 20 pounds, or your goal is to tone, or your goal is to gain muscle mass, like have so many goals with the gym, you can do so much. But you go in and you start feeling like everyone's looking at you. You're afraid of doing things because you're afraid you're going to be one of those uh, YouTube videos of like gym fails and you just, it's intimidating. And you, after that first day, you're like, okay, this isn't for me. And before this, you were planning out workouts, you were maybe getting a workout buddy, you were changing your diet, all this fun stuff. And because you were afraid of the judgment of other people, you stopped. So that was my biggest fear with this podcast was caring so much about the judgment of other people to the point I didn't want to start. The second one is failure. So I was terrified of failing and that also had to deal with my own trauma and I really had to look inwards for this one of what caused me to be so scared to fail and I realized just with my childhood experiences with like being bullied and maybe just being rejected multiple times or just not being enough or being afraid that what I will say would be wrong 
it held me back. And it all kind of stemmed from the judgment of other people. I was so scared to just start this and fail. And the third is success. So with success, I didn't really understand it at first, but there's this documentary called The Weight of Gold. And it's about Olympians that would win gold and then they would have to basically keep up that expectation of that goal. So there's some that would... um. I can't think of the fancy words for it now. I want to say commit suicide, but I know there's different um, lingo for it now because, you know, committing suicide isn't a thing. But they would um, take their own lives. They would go in these depression phases that they couldn't get out of because they have so much weight on them to keep up the expectation of being successful. And I realized, like, okay, that definitely makes sense. There's a podcast with Kevin Hart in it, and he says, The weight of success can be heavy. You have to learn how to be able to maintain it. If not, it can engulf you, basically. And I can definitely see where he's coming from with that, because if you hone in so much of keeping this expectation for others you can lose yourself and it could be depressing because you know it takes your entire life like engulfs you and you're not even who you are anymore so those are the three fears with um you know a lot of people have these fears but i realized you know if I never just Nike do it, <laughs> I would never do this podcast. And I feel like a lot of people in this world would want to do these dreams and have like huge dreams and, and they're passionate about things and they want to do it. But they let that fear get in the way of judgment or failure or success to the point they never get to live that dream. They never get to do what they originally wanted to do, which was go to the gym, start a podcast, make new friends, all of it. And I remember there was like another podcast I listened to. I listened to so many that was talking about people on their deathbeds and what they regret. And the number one thing was people regretted not living their lives for themselves. They regretted living a life for other people and I that that hit me because I don't want to be that way and you can keep like postponing it like oh I'll get to it like you know I just gotta like wait till I'm out of the house or wait till I'm financially stable best words of advice is don't wait for the right time like you it will never be the right time like a lot of people want to wait for certain things when they're financially stable or um when they have their own house when they feel stable in life but you never know if you'll ever get there and the thing is i can walk out this door i don't know walk to my car and get hit by a car and just if i like 
me looking back at my life, would I be content that I never started this? I realized I just need to do it because if I kept living my life not knowing I never tried instead of just trying to see if I fail or succeed, it, it would it would eat me up. And even if I failed doing this, even if I succeeded, that's great. But if I failed, then that's a win in my book because I at least tried. And like that fear didn't get the best of me. So I hope this helps you. If you're thinking about doing anything big, like working out or starting a business, starting a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, or just doing something that you really want to do, just do it. It will never be the right time. You are learning as you go. There's, I live on quotes, sorry, but another quote is, you got to fail to succeed. And I do believe in that. You got to experience some failures to be able to succeed. So just do it. If you're starting a YouTube video, you're not going to like how you look or you're, it might be a little blotchy or, you know, you're, you might get lost in your own words, but it's a learning experience. If you never try, you will never know. So just go ahead and try. Jump into it. Just start it. See where it goes. I hope that's actually beneficial for you guys. I hope it opens something in your minds of like, hmm, yeah, you're right. I wanted to start eating healthy. Let me throw away uh, these bonbons. <laughs> All right. So I actually have a topic I wanted to discuss today. It wasn't all going to be about um, my fear and why I didn't start stuff. But the topic I want to talk about is self-love. What is self-love? How can we achieve self-love? Everyone talks about, oh, love yourself. But I feel like there's not as much explanation on how to love yourself. It's just like, oh, you need to love yourself. And it's like, okay, how do I do that? <laughs> so... I have the definition for self-love right in front of me. It is regard for one's own well-being and happiness. I'll read that one more time. Regard for one's own well-being and happiness. So let's hone in on the happiness part first. I feel like a lot of people have things in their life that creates happiness like money, friends, food. Um, Children and pets, working out or external things. I'll break some of these down. So like money, um, we all know the deal, you know, you're so focused on your business and your job and you're like, yep, I'm making multi-millions and I got my own Ferrari in the, in my garage, in my like, like 10 car garage, you know, like success is a nice little winning and it can create happiness in a way. And then like. The one that I noticed was a big one for me was the pets and the children and the working out and external looks. So first example I'm going to give is I had this cat. His name was Diablo. Um, he was only three years old, but unfortunately he passed away due to congestive heart failure. But 
when I got out of this long-term um, toxic relationship, all of my happiness was on him. I loved the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> um, and when I got his diagnosis, I was destroyed. I was heartbroken. But I tried my best not to think about it. And I gave him the best life I could have ever given a cap. When I lost him, like, a year ago, I felt like I lost a part of myself. I put all of my happiness into him. So, when I lost him, I lost myself. And a mentor told me back when I was working out, because I never did the internal work until, like, six months ago, maybe. But I would work out so much to compensate for any other mental work I need to do, compensate for my emotions and how or how I'm feeling and stuff like that. It's the gym, don't get me wrong, is a great stress reliever. Hardcore recommend. Um, but when you make that your only outlet of your emotions, the inner work, at the end of the day, like you're you're still going to be depressed you're you're still gonna have these feelings and you're not gonna know what to do with them unless you hone in on that mental work as well so a mentor told me he was like yeah it's great working out like it's beneficial like it's good for your mental health it's blah 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 but if the gym were you have to work out like if the gym would disappear tomorrow, what would you do? You can't rely all of your happiness into the gym. So let's say COVID came again and all the gyms closed down. What would you do? What would make you happy? And at the time, I just was like, yeah, 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 well, whatever. But now, after losing Diablo and I got a job where I just did not have time to work out, it made me realize I was relying my happiness on external things that weren't going to last forever. So that kind of just woke me up in a way. It's and there's nothing wrong with creating happiness through like money, food, friends, children, all that fun stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's kind of like no offense, but like drugs in a way, like do things in moderation. Like you can have sugar just in moderation. You can you can have a drink every now and then in moderation. So we should do that with our happiness as well in moderation. That brings up the balance wheel. So I know I told some of my friends this. I kind of live on the balance wheel because it's super beneficial. Beneficial is just the word of the day. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but on this balance wheel, you have... It, it's basically a circle and you have like these little sections and don't worry I'm gonna link a um, a like balance wheel example if you want to print out you more than welcome to um, if you want to do it yourself and try it out but on this balance wheel you have money and fitness 
money and fitness, money and finance, career and work, health and fitness, environment, and that could be home and work. And then there's community, but I replaced it with self-care. There's no rules to this. So if you find a little wheel part that you're like, "Eh, I don't really need that, you can replace it to what's beneficial for you and what works for you. They also have partner and love, growth and learning, and spirituality. So your goal on this wheel is to understand yourself. This is going to create the the reality of yourself. So in the definition, it says regard for one's own well-being. And I think that is the reality of yourself. And I think the base foundation when it comes to self-love is energy balance and the balance of your own energy and where you use it. So knowing where you're going to use your energy to create that happiness and to create that reality of yourself. So on this wheel, it will have all these little spokes and this is where you're going to be honest with yourself and focus on things one at a time. So I would go and I would fill out my wheel and let's say I have like uh, family and friends, I have that at an eight, finance, I have that at a two, working out, I have that at a five. Okay, now let's say I fill out my whole entire wheel. Your goal is to create a circle and let's say you have some spokes in your wheel. This is, if you're an overthinker, this is perfect for you because this wheel will kind of show you where you're lacking and you can work on those small steps. Like something I would do is I would worry about things that haven't even happened yet. So I would put all this stress and anxiety into something that may or may not happen. And I realized it was taking a big toll on my physical and mental health. So. This wheel kind of helped me look at things in a visual way and realize, okay, I'm going to take things one at a time. This is where I'm struggling, right? Like this week, let me take some time to focus on this. So while you're doing this and filling out your wheel, be nice to yourself. (laughs) Like, I understand you need to have the reality of yourself, but it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, all my like my wheel is at a three and a two, blah, blah, blah. When you don't have to be so mean to yourself. Be honest, talk to yourself and be like, okay, yeah, I am struggling financially, but I, I can I can pay my rent, I can pay my bills, so I'm not that bad. I can jump to like a, a four because yeah, I can't buy like luxurious things, but I can live off of what I'm making, you know? So there's a saying that says, uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I used to kind of live off this for a while, but I kind of don't fully believe in it as much anymore. I think you should treat yourself the way you want others to treat you. So if you treat yourself with love, compassion, um, respect, 
you know, you're going to, you're going to attract those type of people around you. So be nice to yourself. There's this Netflix, um, series called a hundred humans. And there's an episode called pain versus pleasure. And on here, they taught 16 people how to spin a disc. And half of them, they use positive reinforcement, and then half of them, they use negative reinforcement. And they learned that the people that they used negative reinforcement on did a lot worse the second round than the people they used positive reinforcement on. And I did something called drum corps. And I had an instructor that would use negative reinforcement. And I just remember it created so much anxiety for me. To the point like I was like having anxiety attacks. Because I was so scared of messing up to the point I would mess up. But if you come into it with a loving and compassionate way. Instead of such a negative way. It, it pushes that fear away. I feel like it helps with the growing because you can't learn unless you know. So if you're using negative reinforcement, expecting people to get better, like people are just going to get scared because they don't know, but you know, they're not doing it right. And they just feel like they're, they're going to mess up again. So they're just terrified of messing up which maybe it's a good tactic for tactic for some people but if you want to see results you got to give positive reinforcement so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because why wouldn't you do that for yourself we should talk to ourselves with positive reinforcement instead of negative because if you're waking up and you're like oh yeah like Man, you're late for work. How could you be late? Um, you still didn't clean the dishes. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, it just creates fear for yourself in those areas. You're not going to be as productive because you were so mean to yourself. I mean, if I had someone saying that, like, my mental health would go down so much. Like, I would just be depressed all the time because I'm not up to my own expectations. I'm not doing the things that I expect I should do. And it could be the littlest things like laundry and stuff like that or cleaning. Like those are the little things that need those positive reinforcements. So with this, you got to trust yourself to make the good decisions. Like don't think that, okay. I put a one on my little wheel. So, I mean, ah, like, you got to trust yourself. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. But I do want to go back to being honest with yourself and be nice to yourself. Some techniques I can go over a little bit, but I kind of want to make a whole separate podcast about it, is talk to yourself. I recently went through a like depression phase. Like I'll have these moments where I get really depressed and yeah, it's it's a thing. So I decided 
to get a like a child version of me like baby version of me and make my background and on top of it I put do it for yourself or do it for her my bad I, I put do it for her and I would sit there and have conversations with her and check in with her because the reason I act the way I act is because of what she went through. So having conversations with her and checking in with her and being kind to her is so important. Like, if you wouldn't talk to a child the way you talk to yourself, then why would you talk to yourself that way? Imagine that little child in you because they're the ones that's suffering. They're the ones that have to hear all the negative reinforcement that you're, you're giving out to yourself. So sitting there and just talking to yourself, talking to her and checking in with yourself with positive reinforcement, with love, with compassion, with kindness will get you so much farther. Okay, now we're going to jump to the, the trust part. <laughs> so trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. Allow yourself to make mistakes. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to go back to my example of starting this podcast. I didn't trust myself. I was so scared about the, the judgment of others or going or just like, getting advice on this or even starting this to the point that I didn't trust myself that I could do it. I would tell myself like I am not good enough to start this podcast. I'm clearly not ready enough to start this podcast. But if you don't trust yourself and believe in yourself and basically support yourself to to sink or swim, you'll never know if you sink or swim. Don't compare yourself to others either. It creates such a negative impression of yourself in your head. And I know we live in social media days, so it's extremely hard not to compare yourself to other people because you know, if you're not married yet, you see your friends that have um, husbands and kids and you're like, why can't that be me? Or you see your friends starting a business and you're like, why can't that be me? Like, man, I must be a failure if I haven't had all this. Don't do it. Don't do that to yourself. It, you are you. You are exactly where you need to be right now. And just because you are not on doing what they're doing doesn't make you any less of a person. It doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean you succeeded. Like, it doesn't, it shouldn't affect you. We are all moving in our own pace in life. So, us comparing us to other people doesn't help because we're not benefiting ourselves. It, it's kind of like the negative reinforcement of we're not ever going to be able to succeed if we're so negative to ourselves. We'll never see results if we're so negative to ourselves. So if we're just comparing ourselves to other people, we're just going to create this negative aura off of ourselves because we're not them. Love yourself. Be nice to yourself. <laughs> 
that's why I would like recommend limiting social media or going on like a social media cleanse for like a month. It's hard. One, you'll see how addicted you are to it, but it gets to clear your head. You get to focus on yourself. You get to kind of breathe a little bit and you, it, so people, there's like, there's so many studies out there, but social media is known to like increase dopamine. And it can affect your emotions, just like listening to music. If you're listening to, like, sad boy music, you're probably going to feel some type of way. So, with social media, you know, if you're watching, like, cat memes and stuff like that, it's going to increase your dopamine. And it's a sliver of happiness. But when you get off of it, you have the reality of your life. And, you know, it. you just want to go back to watching cat memes because, you know, you felt happy just watching those videos and that's where like like social media and stuff can be so addicting addicting addictive (laughs) words so allow yourself to make mistakes we're only human no one is perfect don't let other people don't let other people's opinions affect your value that you created for yourself So every morning I wake up and sometimes I go through my like depressive depression phases, but I try my best to tell myself that you are loved, you are, you are respected, you are beautiful and you are meant to be here. And I'll tell myself this every morning, even if I'm depressed until I feel it, because the more I say it, the more I'm able to create this envision for myself and the more I will feel loved. It's kind of like listening like to Spanish soap operas, like hoping you learn Spanish and you just keep listening and listening and listening and eventually you'll probably understand it. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But you like listening to something over and over or like a motivational speech like by anyone. If you listen to it, it can affect your mind in such a great way and feeding your brain like motivational things or feeding your brain like that you are loved feeding your brain compassion and all that fun stuff it's good it's good for you at the end of the day because you are trying your best to take that negative reinforcement out of your life. So like right now, if you're talking to yourself and you're just like, man, how did you drop this? Or you woke up late, how dare you? Like, take baby steps. Have a conversation with yourself. Be nice to yourself. So these are all tactics of... (laughs) of the regards of one owns well-being. Taking these steps to do the inner work of just talking to yourself and having conversations is great. So, something about having people's opinions affect you. Only you can choose how much value someone's words can have on you. So, let's say, like, someone is a cursing you out in Spanish, talking bad about you in Spanish, and you don't understand it, 
but, you know, like, they're just bad-mouthing you. But that doesn't really affect you because you don't really understand it. So why, when you can understand it, why does it have such an impact on you? I think it's, like, it's crucial to keep your values to you and knowing your values and creating this, like, what am I thinking of? Where are the words? Creating this positive bubble for yourself to the point, like, if someone throws something at it, it bounces right off. Even if you hear this criticism, like, you're fat. Something I would get when I was a kid was, you look like a man. And back then, I had no bubble, and it would hurt me, and I started believing these things. But now, looking at myself every day and telling myself, you are loved, you are beautiful, you are strong, you are compassionate, you are kind, it made me realize that's what I am, and no one's actions can reflect who I am. So, I hope the same goes for you. Have those conversations with yourself. Those could just be baby steps. We're all in this together, and we're all in our own little phases of this together. So, even if saying, like, it's okay to yourself, taking the baby steps to just try is a win in my book, should be a win in your book, to gradually get there, because it's not going to happen overnight. It took me about a couple months, I can't really, I'm like eight, nine months maybe, to really understand the inner work, to really understand myself, to not mask, like, myself with external happiness. I think the only way is to find happiness is within ourselves. And that's being, that's regarding our own feelings towards ourselves. So having that reality of our own well-being and, and knowing who we are and knowing we've been through things and, and working through the trauma. And if you can see a therapist, like if you're struggling with it yourself, see a therapist. Like I know nowadays with mental health, it's, um, it's very open and we can talk about things and it's it's I wouldn't say it's trendy but it's starting to be well known that we can go and get help for these certain things so definitely if you have a therapist in your area go see a therapist it will be super beneficial but if not I'm gonna try my best to walk you through the the steps I took to doing the inner work so Another thing is don't let society, don't worry about what society thinks or expects of you. I'm doing this podcast for me and for you. I am not doing this for what other people are going to think about it. I'm not doing it of what people expect from this podcast. I am doing this for you and me. Someone that needs to hear a voice that can be a voice of reason or just someone that can give some genuine advice to you without it being an expectation. I don't expect 
you to change your whole life overnight. I don't expect you to, to, I don't know, like, take this wheel and work on every single spoke. Like, I don't expect anything from you. I just expect you to listen. That's it. I don't have high expectations for anyone around me. Like, I don't, this, I don't care about what society thinks of me. If they don't like what I'm doing, that's fine. I'm still, at the end of the day, going to do what I'm doing because I love myself. I value myself. I know that some way, shape, or form, this is going to help someone. So, if you are thinking about going to the gym, and let's say you go a couple times, and you see some results, but you're not seeing what you know, you should be seeing in that time frame. It is your own life. You do what you want. Don't expect, like, don't think society is judging you. Don't care about what they think. Do everything for you. Something that was huge for me growing up and I'm still working on this we're not perfect something that was huge was body dysmorphia for me so your value doesn't lie on how your body physically looks so I grew up in a household where, you know, it was common to tell me if I gained weight, it was common if I lost too much weight or like my acne was bad or my teeth aren't straight, like picking out the flaws and telling me. And I remember a long time ago, back in like forever ago, like 2014, 2013, 2014. I had, like, a butt. And back in the 90s, like, if you weren't toothpick thin, like, you were considered, like, fat in a way. And I used to be so ashamed that I had wide hips. And I would just look at myself in the mirror and just hate that part of my body of how my hips were wide. Because you have all these girls at school that were just like, I was comparing myself. I was like, man, like, why can't I look like them? And even now, it's still very hard for me to love myself. That's why in the morning, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you are loved. You are beautiful. I'm trying my best to work past it. I still have my days where I'm like, oh, I feel bloated. Oh, I my skin looks bad, Ugh, like my hair's a wreck, like I still have those days, but putting in the work to try to be content in my own skin is, is what like is helping me with the body dysmorphia. And that's why I say like your value does not lie in how you look because this is all just external looks. Like at the end of the day, we're all going to get old. Our skin's going to sag. This is just a 
a temporary thing that we're in until we pass on the other life. This is just um a placeholder, if that makes sense. Like this is just our machine for our spiritual self to kind of manipulate through. Like it it isn't who we are at the end of the day. <laughs> so I posted something. It was Jack Black and he was like, um there are some hotties that are ugly on the inside and then there are uglies that are hotties on the inside then there are hotties that are hotties in all sides and that made me kind of think of like yeah that's that's true because it doesn't matter how you look you should not hone in so much on your physical appearance instead something that i would recommend trying to do is look at yourself naked for at least five minutes a day and at first you're gonna be like oh like my flaws my stretch marks oh like ah i don't like this but over time the more you do it the more you're able to appreciate that if you are putting in the positive reinforcement to yourself and you are looking at yourself in the mirror, you will be able to appreciate those flaws because there is nothing wrong with you. When it comes to physical appearance, like you have, yeah, you might have a scar somewhere, you might have stretch marks, you might have cellulite, you might be thick, thin, all of the above, you know, but that, that, that doesn't define you. You could have such a genuine soul. And that's what people look for. Keep that value for yourself of who you are as a person. Don't rely on such your physical appearance to be, to de basically define you. Because your soul is what defines you, not your physical appearance. It takes a while, but I promise you'll get there. I'm still working on it, but I've gotten a lot better with it. Like, um, one of my exes would basically tell me, like, that I'm beautiful and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't remember the things I would say. I would never say thanks. I would just be like, if you say so. Or, um, I don't see it, but. I'm glad someone does. And I was so comfortable of saying that, that when I started saying thank you or like, I appreciate it, thanks, it would feel uncomfortable to me. And that was where I kind of need to work on is on appreciating what I look like. And if someone else can appreciate it, like appreciate, like appreciating them for appreciating it. Like, I wanted to start seeing what other people were seeing of me and see, like, what they were appreciating. So I decided to sit down and, and figure out how, how can I get there. And I realized just looking at yourself five minutes a day and realizing that my values don't lie within my physical appearance started helping me kind of see what other people were seeing.
Another thing that could kind of help with your well-being is don't be afraid to let go of toxic people. And the reason I say this and I still struggle with it is because I know this word is thrown around a lot, but I consider myself an empath. (laughs) And I actually mean that. So I grew up wanting people to like me. That's, I hated when people didn't like me. It would like eat me up inside. And I would hold on to these toxic people because I knew that they liked me. And I was like, okay, cool. Like they like me, even though they weren't good for me. I knew that they liked me at the end of the day. So. I was in a long-term relationship and he treated me pretty poorly, but I was so scared of hurting him and him not liking me that I just stayed in it. And I think once I had my breaking point of letting go, I realized I didn't know who I was. I didn't realize, like, I realized I didn't know myself at all. I morphed into this person and I realized I was just thrown underneath it. Like, I didn't have a voice for myself anymore. And me being alone and creating who I was made me realize that I should have let go a long time ago. I feel so free. Something I have hard issues with is boundaries. And I started, when I was single, again, I decided to create these boundaries for me of not being treated poorly and having a connection with the person I'm with and Basically, being treated with respect. Respect is a huge one. And if anyone breaks my boundaries, I'm going to throw it away. And not like throw it away, but like I'm just going to let that person go because I don't need them in my life. And having the exception of you're not going to be liked by everyone. You know, people come and go in your life. And... They might be here for a couple months, they might be here like for a couple years, but people come and go. And if you can at least leave an impact on someone that you met in your life before they go, that's all that should matter. Like that, having the understanding that, you know, people may not like you or people may leave created such a like. I don't know where I'm trying to go with my words right now. <laughs> We're trying our best. Um, but it created, like, comfort in a way. So, if you, like, when you start honing into the reality of yourself, how you want to be treated and how you, you see your values and how much you see your worth, you will start to understand how 
there are some people that don't see that in you. And that was a hard one for me. Where I had, especially for my long-term relationship. Because we spent like eight years together and I thought that there was love and respect there, which there wasn't. And I couldn't see that until it was over. So, moving in this world, when you start to meet other people, when you start building that worth and that value for yourself, and you meet new people or you see the friends in your life now, like, ask yourself, do they show you the respect that you show them? Do they have the love that you show them? Are they treating you to your worth? And even though you might have created so many memories with this person, you know, you've had a bunch of good times with them, um, you envisioned maybe like a future or just you, they were always around, like, ask these questions and if they are not treating you the same way you would treat yourself, it's okay to let them go. It might hurt, and that's the sad thing. It might hurt, it might be a heartbreak, it might, you might feel, like, sad about it, but at the end of the day, like, if you realize that's something you don't need in your life, then it's gonna benefit you in the long run. So instead of sitting there beating yourself up over it, realize you did this for you, your inner child, because we're all on this earth for however long. The last thing we would want is to be miserable while we're doing it. So have good people around you. Don't feel bad to let toxic people go. And I personally like I'll give explanations of why I would let people go like if it's like love like related like partners I would I would tell them like hey I'm looking for like trust and communication I just feel like this isn't here anymore but at the end of the day you don't owe anyone an explanation of why you decide to let them go so yeah, this was my self-love podcast. Doing these things, preserving your energy is a huge one. So, going back to, like, this podcast and overall, I think overall with this podcast, you should preserve your energy because energy, like, I used to think, like, hippies were like, ooh, energy, ooh chakras but now I'm starting to believe it when I started doing the inner work of how you need to conserve your energy and use your energy wisely on things that give you a sense of purpose or use your energy in the right places and in a way that that balance wheel will show you the certain areas where you need to use your energy and if you're using your energy on on people that don't respect you or love you or 
a job that don't respect you and love you, it's okay to let it go and move on to something new. It is completely okay. It's Change can be scary for some people, but it could be the best thing for you. And it goes back to trying and being okay with making mistakes. You have to make mistakes to see what works for you. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you might be working at McDonald's, but you really want to go and do this construction job and you realize, oh, I really enjoy this. I think I'm going to do the change. You would never know, though, if you never just take that leap and try. So, I hope I helped someone today. Remember to love yourself. Be kind to yourself. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I did link it onto my podcast. Um, if you follow the podcast, that will be wonderful. Um, so, you can keep up with new episodes. But I hope you guys have a great day. Remember to be kind to yourself, love yourself, and don't take anyone's shit. <laughs> Alright, I will see y'all next time.